The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, we can be exactly what we need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. I got it right. You got it right. It is the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. Hey, I got that right, too. <laughs> the week I've had. Um, but gentlemen, we're being joined by a guest from the Marvel creative side, but a little bit different. Let's see if you can notice the word I use when I introduce our guest. She is a Marvel author with two books coming out. Um, one is a ghostwriter book. There's a, she is a collaborative on a X-Men book. And I honestly, it's been such a crazy work week. I don't remember the third book right offhand, but that's okay. We'll get her to discuss it. Uh, we're being joined. Mystery book. We are being joined, like I said, by author Carrie Harris. How's everyone doing? Good. Yeah. Very good. Eric, good. Uh, did y'all catch the difference here? Author, you said. Author. She is she is an author of the Marvel novels that are out, not a writer of the Marvel comics. Big difference. He's not just being fancy pants here. No. Oh. I am using the proper terminology. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get deep dive into the interview, gentlemen, as we're recording, the podcast awards are going on. And about 10 minutes before show, the entertainment category winner was announced. And I want to say congratulations to the nerd on podcast for winning the 2021 entertainment category podcast award. Congratulations, guys and people. But congratulations. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Five years up, five years finalist. Our time is due. At least we're consistent. We have been consistent. Yeah. <laughs> So, Carrie, sorry about it. We, we, this has been a, it's almost becoming a running gag with us now with this podcast awards. We can win awards from film festivals that do podcast tracks left and right. And since 2018, we have won, um, several, several. Well, all three shows that I run, I think we have won over. 
14 awards in four years. Mm, yeah, something like that. But one of the big ones, we keep being a bridesmaid. Cause I, I totally get it that I'm like that with uh, book awards. Apparently always, we don't type well enough. Yeah, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, right? Yeah, we're the Susan Lucci of a uh, podcast of the oh. podcast award. Oh. I, I said, I said it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but you, I said she got her day though. But but you know, of the people who listen to this podcast have absolutely no idea who you just invoked. But that I, went that deep. Percent probably laughing that was, their that heads. Deep. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm the Susan Lucci of of novels, so I'm in <laughs> the right place. I'm here See, with my people. But, there, but remember, there, there's tonight's Susan episode. Get her day. There's That's tonight, right. There's tonight's we, episode. We all will. Three, one <laughs> of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> one of us. Anyway. This, so I've been assimilated. Well, Mighty Marvel Geeks 355, 366. I don't remember at the moment. What if dot, 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 Carrie Harris was Susan Lucci? Wait, Carrie Harris and MMG are Susan Lucci. There you go. There you go. go. Um, now, I think I told you guys when we when I found out we made the final slate, I think I said Nerd On was probably the one that was going to be the most competition to us. Mm-hmm. So I'm well, I'm hoping it was close. Yeah. Yeah. If it was, was one. That- if it was one of the others, like Carrie, or oh, what? Uh, no, it's not Carrie. Wait, was it Carrie? No. Cam Girl Chronicles. Yes, that's right. Uh, dating Diaries, Questions, and Confessions. Hey, that's geek related. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I'm sorry. I tried. Yeah. I tried. Oh, no. Sorry. Fearscape Paranormal okay. Podcast. Yeah, I still think we're on category for that one, too. Well, all right. Look, it really doesn't matter. No. I mean, and we and we have fun ribbing on the other shows as well. So as far as we know, we came in second. This is true. That's right. This That's what they kept telling us every time that we would take the Jeopardy test. They say, you know, if you don't get called, you missed it by one. There you go. Yeah. That's the way we got to look at it. We missed it by one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Carrie, tell us a little bit about, well, let's first start off with Ghost Rider book. Uh, yeah. That comes out uh, within the next month, right? Comes out the beginning of November. Um, oh, yes. And, yeah. I have been a Ghost Rider fan for about forever because I'm old and busted. Um, and I, uh, well, it's the truth. Um, okay, you I, know, I come, I come from a family of bikers. And so, you know, I always, uh, okay. I was into Ghost Rider and, um, I wrote my first book for Marvel last year. Um, I wrote an X-Men book, uh, and had a great time. X-Men were, were my first superhero comics. Um, so that was the first thing that I pitched. And when it came time to do a second one, uh, I knew I wanted to do Ghost Rider, but what would I do with him? And so I just said, first of all, the question is, which Ghost Rider? And the correct answer is Johnny Blaze. Um, I like all the other Ghost Riders. You can have another answer. But for me, the only answer is Johnny Blaze because he's my first Ghost Rider. And, you know, it's like your first doctor for Doctor Who. You never forget your first one. Right. I'm so glad. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to ask who's your first, who's your favorite Doctor Who? Or your first? Um, well, I, I came to Doctor Who late because I was a poor student and I didn't have a TV. So David Tennant, 
Uh, like I started that, in there. There's, there's nothing wrong. My my first my my first doctor was the ninth doctor, but yeah. my favorite doctor is the third doctor. Nice. So yeah. Okay. The first the first doctor that that I started watching because I live in Alabama and Saturday nights growing up in Alabama was British TV night on public mm-hmm. television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there would be the Britcoms, like Keeping Up Appearances, Are You mm-hmm. Served, Red Dwarf. Oh, yeah. Mm. But there was uh, there would always be Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And when I first started watching it, they were carrying the Tom Baker ones. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, they did get some Peter Davidson and John Pertwee and mm-hmm. um, Colin Baker. Mm. But Tom... Tom, Tom was my boy. My, my top two, same way. And on Saturdays, in order for me to stay up and watch TV to however late in the morning that I wanted, mm-hmm. condition was my dad had to watch doc, his Doctor Who episode or episodes if they were doing two. Mm-hmm. He would go to bed and go, all right, TV's yours. Just turn it off before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Provided I didn't fall asleep on the couch. So for me, it, the two that are, are my doctors is um, Baker and, and Peter Davison. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I do remember watching, going back and watching the previous ones. Right. And then my mistake was I started watching Red Dwarf and got my dad hooked. So he stayed up for <laughs> Red Dwarf became part of the watching viewing if it was mm-hmm. around. So um, <laughs> I got son hooked on Red Dwarf and we binged watched the entire thing when it was on Hulu. I have. I have uh, my wife gave it gave me the entire series for Christmas one year. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's keeper. Uh, yes. And, and to, yes. s- to segue back off this tangent onto Marvel. <laughs> Sorry, I no, no, no. It's, a, it's all us. Who is Marvel related? Yes. Because it was a, a Marvel comic back in the seventies. Yes, yes. I, I will have. die on that hill. <laughs> um. To say that you know you you are old and broken. Um, you may be old and broken, but you have the perfect right to write Marvel novels. Unlike Nicolas Cage, who is old and broken and maybe should not have done <laughs> Ghost Rider either film. You know, I think you have to go into those movies with a certain expectation that you are yeah. watching a Nick Cage movie and not a Ghost Rider movie. Mm-hmm. If you go in expecting Nick Cage, you get full-on campy Nick Cage, which makes me happy. Wh- which, uh, yes. which both films you yeah. end up in Las Vegas. Yeah. Just like every yeah. other film he was doing at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think art imitates life there, don't well, you? You know, I am going to pull from the first film. I'm going to piece it together into one single drop. Sam Elliott. I got one more ride in me. <laughs> and then cut to, this is as far as I could go. <laughs> what? No. He didn't say he had one more long ride in him. No, he just said he had one more ride in him. He did those. He saved that ride so he could ride to nowhere and then stop. Yeah. Like, if you're going to save it that long, do something with it. Yeah. yeah. So how how do you... So how do you redeem Ghost Rider in this book that's coming out in November? Well, you know, I think the... First thing is to to ask what's he going to do and and um, where is it going to fit in continuity? Because um, some authors um, in these series have kind of taken a, a general approach where they they read the character and and they write a story that could fit into the timeline anywhere. Um, totally cool. 
uh, but I'm a huge nerd and I want to know which issue it sits between. Mm-hmm. Because one of the directives that they gave us was, you know, because these are novels, we have the opportunity to explore characters who haven't gotten their full day in the sun and mm-hmm. moments that we wished we could have seen. So I picked up on two things. Um, There's the vicious cycle um, storyline in the old Ghost Rider run. It's like 2006, 2007, something like that, where uh, Ghost Rider gets taken to hell. He comes back and he's let Lucifer back in. Uh, He's let Lucifer out of hell and onto Earth. And Lucifer breaks up into 666 shards and Johnny's got to hunt him down. Of course. They don't show all the shards. So now I've got space to move. Uh. So I said, okay, I'm going to tell one of the shards that they did not show in the comics. And um, the other comic run that I always wanted more from was, um, are you guys familiar with the Witches miniseries? It's only four books, and it's Jennifer Kale, Satana Hellstrom, and Topaz. I, and they get- I will be honest, I am not, because yeah. I'm, I'm not much of a ghostwriter reader. That's totally fine. I recognize so, the character names, but I yeah. don't mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay, so the- I, will, I am saying I am interested in reading this book, though. Oh, so okay. I'll pay you later. <laughs> Where's my cash um, register drop? Don't have one. That's right. Don't have one. Um, <laughs> Well, so they pitched this book as it's like horror, magical, Marvel, Charlie's Angels. Okay. These three witches get put together as a team by Doctor Strange, and they're going to fight evil. Only they have magic, and and one of them's a half uh, demon, and, you know, one of them has a magic book, and so on and so forth. It only ran four issues, and uh, there was a lot that I wanted from it. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Kale is Johnny Blaze's cousin. Okay. So if Johnny needs help um, corralling a waylaid Lucifer fragment, he could conceivably go and talk to his cousin, mm-hmm. and now you've got a plot. So that's what my book is about, and it fits. Like, I can tell you where in the comics continuity it fits, and there are Easter eggs in the book that talk about things that have happened in those couple of issues right before it. So if you happen to be a deep comic geek, um, you know, you could pick those up. But if you don't or if you're not into Ghost Rider comics, you can still figure out what's going on and, and not feel lost. At least that's the idea. But, you know, here, here's a great thing. If if you're not a Ghost Rider fan or you're not familiar with Ghost Rider, you could go to Marvel Unlimited and look them up. Yeah. Well, and I think the novels are a good way for people who, you know, are huge Marvel fans, but you don't know where to start with comics or comics are overwhelming. You got a book. It's got a beginning, a middle and an end. You don't have to worry about did I get enough issues? Or where do I start? People may just not like comics for whatever reason. Maybe they still think that it's, oh, it's kids stuff or, or they just, just for whatever reason. But see, now there's the novel. Yes. There's shame in reading a novel, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Tolstoy wrote a novel, you know? Well, here's the, here's the other fun part. I loved what Carrie said. She said they were allowed to pick a pick characters that aren't used as much in the show or in the in the series and to pick moments in time. Almost a 
what if in novels she gets to tell that what she wrote her what if essentially she's she's telling what if the witches help ghost rider track down on the shards of lucifer it's very similar we always say that you know we're we're not um we're not 616 but we're about as close to 616 as you can get so 618 i mean that's not official but that's you know Six, we have picked a number six, and, and planted our flag. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it is a bit of a, a what if this thing happened next. It fills in the gap that, that's not canon, but it's it's almost Marvel team up meet. It's, it's almost like a Marvel team up meets what if. And I believe all the Marvel novels are like that. Very, very similar. Yeah. And I love how you had a very specific spot to pick. I mean, it, if, okay, first of all, I'm, I'm not an author, but if I had come up with that, I'm just kind of like, crap in a hat, where am I going to pick? I could not pick one specific spot. I mean, I, I have series that I do love and storylines that I do love and things that I would have liked to have seen. Mm-hmm. But uh, my hand is off to you for just for having that clear of a vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, Say, well, I want it between these two issues and I want to bring in this mini series or I guess we call it a mini series because it only had four issues. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm pulling them here and I got to put in this little duct tape in between them and boom, we got us a novel. Well, yeah. I'm gonna- I'm going to assume, since you've been a fan of Ghost Rider, the research wasn't that difficult for you to know where you wanted to go. Uh, no, I mean, I think the real problem was what you were saying. There are all kinds of places you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just narrowing it down. And the, and the same question with X-Men. Uh, I wrote the first book in that um, X-Men. It's uh, called Xavier's Institute series. And... Mm-hmm. Um, had to pick a, a location in the timeline that had enough young mutants to to play with and had something interesting going on. And where the heck do you pick? So actually picking specific issues helped because I could say, okay, this thing has not happened to her yet. Therefore, I don't have to refer to it. I don't have to think about it. I can just lock that up because right. otherwise there's just too much info. So mm-hmm. I actually found it easier picking a location in the timeline. Um, well, I, I think with, with this, what you've done with this first book, uh, and I'm going to say first book with Ghost Rider. Yeah. Because going after the shards that aren't discussed in the comics, this could lead to more. And then who's to say Ghost Rider and Blade don't team up for a book? Oh, I, I would or, be or here the, for that. Oh, or, my God. Or the Midnight Suns <laughs> in general. so bad. Um, just wait. He's going to get around to angling in Ghost Rider meets Howard the Duck before he's done. Oh, my. Oh, my. No, no, because I, I, I'd be afraid of uh, Howard ending up as a Chinese dish. <laughs> that, that, wow. Hey, uh, I, so, I call it like I see it. Team ups and some team ups that maybe shouldn't happen. Maybe. Yeah. I, Ghost Rider and I, Howard I are not that to. hot. Uh, Ghost Rider's hot, but not mm. Howard. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Foul joke. Oh, no. You're making it worse. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't let him wing it any more than we do. <laughs> uh, hey, Eric, I'll send you that. Uh, oh, what a web we weave when we. 
Sorry. Sorry. Oh, so wrong character. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah, web feet. Duck, web feet, web. Uh, I see what you Sorry. Mean. Thank you. Thank you. I'll read Richard's. Right. That was the stretch, but that's okay. Kylan's all about that. So, Karen, uh, kind of piggybacking on this subject, who are some of the characters that you would love to pair Johnny Blaze up with at some point in the future? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, well, you know, I think one of the things about Johnny Blaze is that he gives an opening to um, some of the Marvel horror comics, which haven't quite gotten their time in the sun, I don't think. Uh, uh, maybe you want to argue otherwise, but um, so, I mean, I think you've already said the most obvious one, which is put Johnny Blaze with Blade. Yeah. And that is spectacular. Um, I want to see I, that yesterday. I, I have a question, though. Which blade are we talking? Are we talking about the old school blade that had the, that used the wooden um, uh, uh, stakes, or are we talking about the modern version of blade that we know now? More modern versions, where I would go, is what I was thinking. Yeah, I guess it would depend on. Gosh, I don't remember when that switched over. It, it happened, and the only reason why I know because I'm that nerd. I mm. came across the book. It was right. It was shortly after the first Blade movie came out. Yeah, that makes mm. sense because because they they kind of they they played with his powers. They I guess in the comic version. He just he was a skilled vampire hunter mm-hmm. and he used wooden knives, uh, but he was human. And then like there was a mini there, there was a blade series going on at that time. Uh, something happens and that's where he becomes, you know, the, the day walker and becomes the blade that we know now. So, yeah, well, that's kind of interesting because I can't. I mean, I'd have to look at the exact years, but if you really want to be a stickler, like, I think that happens right around the time. I I think, mm, I don't know, I think probably the modern Blade, Mm -hmm. if you're looking at the timeline, the modern Blade would already be in existence when this storyline hits. Okay. So so if you want to be a stickler, it would probably have to be the modern one. Okay. Uh, and I'm a stickler, so. <laughs> All right, so so since you mentioned the the horror, bring, bringing out the horror aspect of it. Yeah. How about uh, Ghost Rider and Moon Knight? Yes, yes. Ghost what? Rider and Moon Knight. Ghost Rider and Man Thing. Ooh. Mm. I want that one. Ooh. Especially since Jennifer Kale and Man Thing have a connection, so she can communicate with him. So then you've got a different trio. You've got Jennifer, Johnny, and Man Thing. That would be a great story. For a minute there, I was hoping you was going to say Werewolf by Night, but that's just me. Uh, you know, that's up there too. And I, that's a there's another Jennifer link there too. I was thinking that one. Man, man. I mean, she's kind of a bridge to all those old horror characters that a lot of them haven't been brought forward into the modern stories. Uh, uh, See, now you see you're giving me hope and you're making me want things that may or may not happen. I'm serious. Like now I'm I'm looking forward to this book. Plus, it's around my birthday. So even better. I do. It'll be a birthday <laughs> present to us. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right. So just out of curiosity, 
Where do you stand on Daniel Ketch? I mean, I don't I don't dislike any of the other Ghost Riders. I think okay. they each have they have a story reason to exist. Okay. Um, I, I personally was I, I wasn't a huge Danny fan, but that mm-hmm. was mostly because I wanted Johnny to come back. And, gotcha. and he you know, did. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Where where he showed up in the the Dan Ketch storyline, I thought that was one of the best portrayals of Johnny in a while. Yeah. yeah. It gave him that- a, a chance to be uh, broken. Yep. Yes. Yep. I kind of like chance. the Hellfire shotgun. I can't lie. <laughs> I may was- have I may have stolen some of that. Oh, oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> a little bit. Artistic license. A little bit. So, all right, on that question, your other ghostwriters, what about the Frank Castle, Herald of Galactus, Galactic Ghostwriter? You know, I mean, the, the spirit of the writer has hopped to a bunch of other folks. And I think, like, those are interesting for one shots. Those are interesting for what ifs. Um, personally, I'm a bit of a purist. I want to see a writer who's a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my preference, I think. I, I'm yeah. not sure I really have any reason except to say that I like the struggles that a writer has with balancing, I carry this spirit of vengeance in my head, and also, I'm a normal person. I like that. <laughs> and also, my motorcycle is on fire, or car, or horse, or whatever. whatever. I, I had to help. I Glad that I didn't go with Star Rider from the 31st century in the Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I, I can't think of too many people who did. I have another. <laughs> no. I have another great Uh-oh. team up, and I had to make sure that this w- was able to happen. Oh, no. What's that? Ghost Rider and Fing Fang Foom. And there, oh. it, and there is a Jennifer Kale connection because Jennifer, when she was in the Legion of Night, awakened, uh, was involved in facing the immediate threat of awakening, Fing Fang Foom, making the huh. reality a dream. So now we're 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 having to ask the question: Who is the bigger networker in the Marvel universe, mm. Jennifer Kale or Rick Jones? Ooh. Well, I guess well, the question you know is, Maybe have, it's we, venue. Have, have we seen Rick Jones and Jennifer Kale in the same room at the same time? Now, that's an avenue I was not prepared to go to there, Mike. Uh, it could be the I same person. Very- <laughs> I, I, see, I, I would say it depends on the venue. Because it seems like Rick is uh, hanging out with, let's say, the the non-mystical side uh, of the MC uh, of the Marvel Universe, and yeah. so he he he's the mixer that's bringing all of them together, and 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 now and then we have Jennifer that is with the mystical side, which really it's a lot bigger than you when you really sit and think about how many magic users there are in the MCU. I mean, in Marvel Universe, not the MCU, but in the Marvel Universe, there's a lot of magic users that once you start naming them off, you don't even really realize that because you don't necessarily think of them in that way, you know? Okay, so I'm going to dial this back a little bit further further back um carrie you said that you come from a family of bikers yeah and, and so that 
is that what got you interested in Ghost Rider, you know, itself? And where did you get your your love of Marvel uh, to begin with? Yeah, so um, I started reading comics. I grew up in a, a small town in Ohio. We did not have a comic shop. We had one bookstore that had one spinny rack of comics. And the way that I describe this is I'm pretty sure that they they took the solicitation of what issues were available and they ripped it all up and threw it in a hat and picked them out at random because you would never have multiple issues in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they just kind of stocked whatever they could get. And um, I, I was reading comics, but I was reading mostly kids comics. And then I saw an X-Men issue with Kitty pride on it. And Kitty was just like me, you know, so she was my gateway into X-Men. I became a huge X-Men fan. And Ghost Rider was one of the next comics I picked up because it had a motorcycle on the cover. And my grandpa was a motorcycle mechanic. My uncle was a Harley rider. My other uncle was a mechanic. They all had bikes. And so uh, that was cool. And I picked it up not knowing a damn thing about Ghost Rider, except that he had a cool motorcycle. And I've loved him ever since. Okay. So I can I ask, that that's how it starts. Yeah. What grandfather and uncle and everybody else think when they first saw us? Like, oh, well, yeah. Well, Carrie's reading about this guy from uh, that's, that's part demon riding on a flaming motorcycle. Nobody really cared because I, my nose was always in a book and they all thought I was weird. <laughs> they were right. I mean, it's not inaccurate. You're, well, not, to the you're club. not weird. That's right. You're normal. That's right. Yeah. It's everyone else that's weird. Yeah. So when did you first start writing? Um, I, I started, I've been a writer ever since I was in high school. I figured I would just do it as a hobby. I got a real job and I wore grown up clothes and because that's what you do. And then I had kids and, um, my husband and I talked and I said, I really, I, I want to try this writing thing. And also my entire salary is going to pay for daycare. So what, what's the point in that? And uh, we agreed I would try. Um, and if I sold a book before they all went to school, I wouldn't go back to work. Um, I sold my first book in 2011 and I haven't worked a desk job since. So um, I write some of my own stuff, but I've done a lot of IP work, um, especially in RPGs. And um, yep, that's how I got into the Marvel gig, because um, I originally signed up with the publisher to write board game novels. And the week that I signed with them, they signed their Marvel deal. And so I sent them this obnoxious email and I said, please, please, please let me write Marvel. I will come to your office, which is in England, by the way. I will come to your office in cl- cosplay if that's what I have to do <laughs> to get you to give me a chance. Uh, I'm glad they didn't make me yeah. do that. So which RPGs are we talking about here? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, I, well, I, I wrote way back in the day. I wrote for White Wolf. They did uh, Vampire, Werewolf and uh, Mage and all that stuff in mm-hmm. the World of Darkness. I wrote for that. Uh, I wrote for Fate. Um, I wrote for... Um, a bunch of other small indie uh, games. I wrote for katanas and trench coats. Um, it's just, it's just a, oh yeah, it's like it's like Highlander but goth. 
and uh, oh, it's spectacular. I I have just met you, but I know you will like it. I can see your face. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna have to talk after. We're okay. we're gonna have to talk after. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, my Lo- mind's blown. Love yeah. Highlander. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh oh okay. Yeah. So I did yeah. a bunch of that, and um and and now I'm writing for Marvel. That is awesome. So what what did the kids think? It's like mama's writing for Ghost Rider, son. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have three teenagers. And so um, they simultaneously think it's very cool and also don't want to be seen in a room with me. So, it, you know, it keeps me humble. <laughs> Wait, keep, keeps you humble or keeps them humble? Uh, well, I guess both. I mean, I, I don't know. See, I, I would have been that nerd like. You know, I don't mean to brag, but my mom writes for Marvel. I mean, I mean I, that would have been lead in. Like, you, would you go to the prom with me? I, I, yeah. I'm just saying that, that's we, what I would have. Yeah, we did just um. move cross country, and my son's my son met somebody by telling him, "Yeah, my mom wrote Loki because I'm, <laughs> I'm writing Loki right now." <laughs> Yeah. Oh, really? Really? The Loki? Yeah, you know the one on the TV yeah. show, that sort of that thing? Loki. Yeah, that, that Loki show. <laughs> With, oh, no. Just, no big deal. No thing. No thing. That's right. <laughs> wow. I mean, so, and are, and I take it, now, are you, as part of this deal, are you getting your comics free, or are you still paying for that? Well, I don't get anything for free, however... I could write off every movie, comic, collectible, anything, all of it. It's a biggest expense, and and I can watch. Like I went and saw Shang Chi, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm working." Yeah. <laughs> See, right now, See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm living oh, my life, man. I, I could just hear the husband now, honey. Do we really need these 37 Funko Pops? It's research. That's right. I, it is. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know that route. I mean, being in entertainment myself, films, comics, yeah, being a podcaster, the internet, cable. I, know, I mean, it's uh, it's all attacked right off because it's all research. So, so t- I take it Midnight Suns is already going to be like a pre-purchase for you for research, of course. I, I mean that. There's no question mark there, is there? I'm not sure <laughs> there needs to be a question mark. No, 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 no. I mean, no, yeah. just, no, sure, just, oh, man. I don't know. I, I made some wrong choices in life. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, okay. So now, so, uh, so you, so you're doing the novel thing. And I, I will say, I know that writing a novel and writing uh, a comic are two completely different things. Completely different. You know, it's like this difference between roller skating and moonwalking. It's completely different. Mm -hmm. Have you considered your hand at that or trying that or are, are you good with where you are and expanding on that? I did a graphic novel. Um, okay. So I have a graphic novel that's a it's just an original work. Um, it okay. does have teenage superheroes in it because that's my shtick. But um, I uh, I would love to uh, be able to tell because you're right. It's a completely different kind of story. I, I'd love to do comics. Marvel, I'm available um, like and, and I have no shame. So I, I will advertise myself. 
on with us, so you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, oh, that's a shot. It's a self shot. Okay. It's self inflicted. I was gonna say, how many how many Marvel authors have turned into Marvel writers? Uh a good question. Yeah. And if there hasn't been any, Carrie needs to be that first and let Carrie bring back Ghost Rider or, or another Ghost Rider title. You just gave me goosebumps. Or or actually, since we're we're heading down the horror route with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, yeah. let's make the Witches a series. Mm. That, that Give Jennifer sense. her own series, dude. And yes. We have we have just we've we've been dancing around that and we have been touching on her every time. Uh, what you if, know, I mean, what if we pl- what if y'all played that Jennifer connection? And I you- mean, she really is the the Nick Fury of the Marvel horror. You yeah. know, she brings everything you know together, right? And you it's, know, nobody has done that with the horror horror comics. No? It's like the horror. It's like Marvel team up horror edition. Yeah. Where Jennifer is in every single issue, but she keeps running into all these other horror type people. I mean, I would read that. Dude. Yeah. Tom Brevoort, if you're listening and there's no reason why you shouldn't be, <laughs> hook a sister up. Right. Hey, we can add Rick Jones into it and they and Jennifer and Rick have a agency together, science and spells. Ooh. Mm, I like mm. this. They're not gonna mm. get Seems like Thor and Jane did in What If, right? No. Nah. Nah. Nah, but then, like, what happens when uh, Professor Magico comes in? You know, because hey, he, he wants a boycott because they're in business with Doctor Strange, who's a quack, according to him anyway. But, you right. know, just I'm just saying. Chips, you know. <laughs> so... Oh, so that that kind of leads me, and this is this is kind of a a it's almost like a Rorschach question for that I tend to tend to ask guests when they come on the show. If Marvel was to call you tomorrow and say you have free reign to do a series, you know, it can be a novel, it can be you know a comic series, whatever. You get to pick any character from the Marvel universe. Who's it going to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, I the more that we talk about this Jennifer Kale idea, the better it sounds. Uh, but we've already talked about that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another one who I think has not gotten her day in the sun, and that's Dazzler. Mm, I'm sorry, so close. We were looking for Howard the Duck. Just oh, kidding. Howard the, yeah. Howard Just the kidding. Duck is up there too. <laughs> I would love to write Howard. Howard would be hilarious. <laughs> but uh, Dazzler, Roller Derby Dazzler. Ooh. Oh! Monsters. Um, like, I, I I want that. That that was my first Dazzler. Like, yes. uh, she had shown up in a Spider-Man comic. She was in the white disco suit. And, yes. and she was channel- channeling everything with that little disco ball. And I, I was at Blue... I, that comic, I don't know. I've read it. I don't know how many times because I was trying to figure Dazzler out. Like was that was the one where Lightmaster was trying to like basically take over her body. Yes, yes, I had, yes. Uh, that now I got that. Now I I grew up in a small town in in West Tennessee. No bookstores, but we had like the the drugstores and some of the convenience stores had that comic rack thing going on, yeah. right? Spinners, and, yeah. But my mom, for some reason, had the foresight 
to get me a subscription to uh, I think I think I, I had several like through the years, but the first one had been Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And so this was like mid 70s. And that's that was that when that Dazzler, when that Spider-Man comic came out with Dazzler. And I was. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about subscription. I got to admit, we're all around the same age. We're all 23. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. I'm only 22. I think we're all old enough to say we can remember, or maybe it was just where I was living at the time because I was in a small podunk town in Western Kentucky, probably almost in line with you, Kylan. Yeah. In order for me to get some comics that I wanted, uh-huh. you subscribe to them and you got a six month subscription yep. to your Scholastic Book Club. That's how I, I got, that's that how I got Spider Man and that's how I got Batman. I it was either through that or people would sell magazine subscriptions door to door. You remember that? Yes, mm-hmm. but people we had never had comic books. Right. So yeah, I I I, th- I lucked out that way too. I don't know. I think I, I think I, I I had promised to eat my vegetables or something. But well, one you know, the, one those the, were comics. I was willing to do that. Sold the, your soul to the devil like Ghost Rider. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, there's that too. <laughs> Well, it's okay. Town, you actually Thailand. get the depth, so you got like you know the 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 third regional middle management demon that. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I didn't know this at the time, but technically, I was about three hours away from the crossroads where uh, Robert Johnson yeah. had supposedly made his deal. I'm not saying I had been down there by that point, but had I known. <laughs> I don't want to have one more vegetable in them. Nice. <laughs> we just moved a half an hour from where the Xavier's Institute uh, street address is. <sighs> Gray Monkey. Oh. There's a barn there. It's a field and a barn. But doesn't it does your geeky heart good? Because when you're there, you see the Institute. Well, and all of the new license plates say Excelsior on them. So every time I see it, I'm like, comic book reference? And my kids shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you know well, you're you not wrong. Just go to that street address location. Yeah. Hold up a picture of the mansion. Yeah. Just take a shot. Say, it's like, it's here. It's here. Yeah. Or, 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 just like, or, or put on the Deadpool mask and go, I don't know, some smart aleck <laughs> reference. Like, so I, 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 I've been a trainee and I come to the, and you move, you move the whole place. Is that what's going on now? <laughs> I actually take the time, get some, some one by twelves, make a sign, paint it. It says coming soon, Xavier Institute. <laughs> put, it, and put it in the field. See how long it stays up. Oh, uh, oh boy. Put it right next to the street. So Google maps picks it up when they come by with the camera. <laughs> That'd be oh, awesome. oh, that'd be awesome. Okay, so, so we we've talked a lot about Ghost Rider. Yeah, let's talk about your X Men book. So, where about are we talking about in the timeline here? Okay, so I have. Um, uh, or how much can you say about it? Well, I have the one that's already out, so I can say a lot about that. Um, okay. and then they all fit kind of in the same period in time. Uh, so the first book is called Liberty and Justice for All, and it's set uh, during the period where the schools split. 
So I'm not sure if you remember this, but the Xavier School, uh, Professor X is gone, and the Xavier School has split into two facilities. One is the new Jean Grey School, and the other is the new Charles Xavier School, which is located in the old Weapon X facility. Yeah, this is around okay. the blue and gold titles? Uh, yeah, yeah, near there. Okay. So it's a short run. It's Bendis. Mm. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. this. All right, all right. Yeah. This, is, this is pre-Blue and Gold. Yes. Okay. Um, so the thing that I liked about it was that, you know, there was this big sweeping story about uh, everybody wanted to kill Cyclops because oh, that's Scott. a default. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And the schools are split, so you've got all these characters who are students who kind of fly under the radar because there's all this drama with the instructors. So lots of students to play with who haven't gotten their time in the sun, and that's what we're supposed to do. Nice. So, okay. Okay. All right. So my, my first book was um, uh, Tempest and Triage. Tempest does time bubbles, and she's a part of the five now, so she's a big whoop. Um, but this was way back in the day when she had just come into her powers, and Triage is a healer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the healer never gets the spotlight. I mean, and and I always play the healer in games. <laughs> so it was completely self-serving to have him be the hero. Yeah, and then, the healers just show up when a main character is hurt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those you you, you want to go into a battle. No, 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 no. You're the healer. You got to stay back. Yeah. Right. So so my idea was like most people aren't going to know these characters unless you're a deep comic reader. So I'm going to pair them with somebody they know. And so uh, there is a minor spoiler. Uh, so if you really don't want to hear, plug your ears for five seconds. Uh, but uh, I pair wait, them wait, up wait, with wait. Sabretooth. Oh. oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, wow. The healer. Okay. Yep. The healer with Sabretooth. Yep. And the healer has daddy issues. Oh. Daddy issues. And Sabretooth has some of those, too. Who's your daddy? <laughs> This is almost ah. the ultimate good cop, bad cop routine. It really is. Sabertooth slashes, triage heals, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so that's on the, the list. Yeah. I mean, the thing about novels, like like when they tell you, okay, you're going to write a, a Marvel novel, you have to sit down and go, okay, what can this format do that the movies can't do, that the comics can't do, that the TV shows can't do? And it's give you a deep dive into these characters' heads. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the one right. thing you can't get elsewhere. So when you put two newbies in a room with Sabretooth and say, here, work together, what goes on in their heads? I have problems Man. dealing with what goes on in my head, so I'm afraid to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, that's, that's a heck of a combination. Because, you know, people say books are dead because when you have, like, you know, digital stuff and you have Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and then all the, the movies, is kind of like, you know, who's going to read? That's a I, reason why to read. Exactly. See, and, and I think that's what Marvel has done right by introducing the novels is it fills in, it, it allows stories to be told in between what we see in the comics mm-hmm. and then have 
of thrown at us and kind of touted. Here's a great story for you to read about your favorite characters that take place during story arcs that you know, but they're not canon. Yep. Or, and, or they're canon like in another said, it's universe. Like what if. Yeah. 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 And I do I, like when you put it, another thing I just thought about, when you put it like in a certain spot in the comic book timeline, if you're a fan of that comic series and you mm-hmm. know what's going on, you get that. It's kind of like it's kind of like using, you know, the Indiana Jones movies, their stories against the backdrop of what, you know, happened during World War Two. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So so you kind of have that backdrop and that kind of allows you to I don't want to say relate to the story, but relate to the story. Right. Oh, sure. Yep. Well, I know that. So there's this one. There's this one story arc that I read. Well, I think at my point it was a. You would consider it would have been a trade of this one story arc from our distinguished competition, and it was a particular story uh, story that I really enjoyed. And then uh, an author uh, wrote a novelization of it. Mm-hmm. I went and so I went and I read the novel and it just deepened my enjoyment and love for that story arc because I I, I got the internal conversation and then the internal action of these characters during these key moments, you know, um, which is uh, and when Marvel had first first came out with the. Uh, well, I mean, I think they've off and on had these periods where they would do uh, the novels, uh, yeah. but like in the mid mid to late 90s during that period, uh, there was and I seemed like they tended to be more. There were some that were based on uh, existing story arcs. There are others that seem to have been more independent, like like just original stories. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if there was a, OK, like I love Daredevil and I've, I've loved Daredevil ever since I was a teenager uh because I could relate to them on a certain level. Mm-hmm. And, but years later, when this novel came out and I read this novel and I'm able to get uh, the internal conflict even more so than what you got on the page of a comic, that made me love them even more. And that's not something that you can get from a movie. It's not something you can get from a comic. As much as I love comics, there are certain things that you just can't do with that. Right. Um, I, and I think I, I'm glad to see that Marvel is picking this up again um, because reading is important. You know, it's you know, it, it's, you're, you're not going to get uh, a deeper understanding of Sabretooth uh, from. You, well, maybe you could eventually get it from what we're talking about. How long was was 60 years of X-Men at yeah. this point? Almost about yeah, 60 years like of that. X-Men. So, yeah, you, you'll get that development over time eventually. But, you know, to actually sit down and read and get that, you know, that internal conflict and whatever is going on in that story and get, and get it from within what's going on in uh, Sabretooth's head. You know, heck, you, you might even create a new fan because of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a different way to, to um, relate to the story and and to the characters. So D have you in, in your novels, has there been any characters that, that were introduced or characters that 
were in these stories that you needed to go? Maybe you didn't necessarily have a deep, like a, a, a great comfort level with them. So you had to go back and research or have you been able to have a, a strong enough understanding of these characters that you felt pretty comfortable from the uh, start with writing about them? I mean, I felt comfortable with all the characters that I've done. So I've done um, the X-Men book, Ghost Rider. I did another um, novella that's uh, coming out in the School of X collection in December. Mm -hmm. And that's set in the same uh, X-Men era. And right now I'm writing Avengers. Um, So it's all been characters that I knew and part of that is deliberate. You pitch stuff, you know, Um, but also, you know, especially with those big ensemble books, um, you know, you, you read a few issues every time you write the character to make sure you got the voice, right. Um, so I do that. And then with, Mm -hmm. um, with the ghostwriter book, one of the things that I ran into is that one of the witches is Topaz and she doesn't spend a lot of time on the page. And she hasn't been on the page for years. So there was a lot of empty space to fill, to figure out who she is in a way that doesn't contradict with what's there. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I guess my last question before I want to try something new on this show with Carrie. Yeah. Um, what about the thought of doing either writing the script for a Marvel podcast? <laughs> that they have, you know, their podcast drama series they're doing. Oh, yeah. Or like Kevin Scott has done in Star Wars with Tempest Runner and with Dooku, a dramatized Marvel audiobook. I mean, where do I sign? Okay. <laughs> now, where, where I want to try this new segment. I'm not sure if we've done this before. No. Highland, yeah, you may want to be afraid. I still may want to be on my part. I am afraid. Something I want to start doing with guests now. We do this on Weeby Geeks, and I love it. And we, I think I did it. Yes, I did it this week on Wookie Radio. It kind of works out. I'm going to flip the tables. Like you mad, bro, or? No. (laughs) I'm going to have Carrie ask us some questions. Okay. All right. Okay. So... Let's think. (laughs) What is, I mean, well, okay. So we'll start with, because I answered this question and, and um, I am shamelessly stealing your ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, you were talking about ideal team ups or team ups that you have never seen. And, and I gave you a bunch of mine. So uh, what team ups have you not gotten that you really, really want? Kyle, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Because uh, mine might scare everyone. <laughs> okay. So, you know, there, there's this one character that is like an alternate version of another. It's like a, a mashup, but an alternate version of another character. So what I would love to see is a team up between Shang-Chi and Power Fist. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Um, I honestly don't know if this has happened. And I'm sure that some of the things that we come up with have been done in some but obscure Marvel team-up from the 70s or somewhere. But I think might be an interesting pairing would be the Punisher and Deathlock. Ooh. Ooh. Good choice. Especially the pacifist Deathlock. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with the very obscure, as if this should be no surprise to Kylan and Eric. I want to see it's a four or person team up. Squirrel Girl, Cosmo. The one I want to I want to see Cosmo do a squirrel moment from like Doug from Up mm-hmm. with Howard and Dupe. Oh, jeez, I knew. I, yeah, yeah, that's that's all you, man. I was expecting Howard. I should have been expecting Dupe. Most obscure characters were the most sane of them all is Cosmo. When the dog is the brains of the outfit. Exactly. Yeah, that story would just be mass chaos. <laughs> yes. That's kind of where I've been living recently is mass mm-hmm. chaos. And Fair. That, that's a, a wow. That would be a team up I, I kind of want to see yeah. in all honesty. So that was that was a pretty good question, actually. Yeah. Oh, thank you. All right, I got I got one more. Do you okay. prefer stories that are standalone, or do you like uh, do you like storylines that branch off and connect to each other, so you have to read all the pieces and kind of suss out the web that connects them? I'll, I'll go first on this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I asked which you like better. Yes. Cheater. <laughs> I, it it just depends on what what the story or the topic is because uh, there there are like in the Star Wars franchise there were some books that were one offs that I loved like the millenn- this the book about the Millennium Falcon uh, which is now a Legends title um, and it's where Han Sol- one of Han Solo's kids finds the original logs to the book or to the ship where we find out. The Falcon was not its original name and it was not its name. And Lando didn't change the name to the Falcon. It goes back even further in the rich history behind the ship. But then you also get books like Republic Commando or uh, recent stuff, Alphabet Squadron, where there is that thread and story arc that keeps you going. Um, and that's, that's some of the stuff that I like. It, it, it just depends on what, what it is. The Ghost Rider and the Witches, I would love to see that carry through, like we talked about earlier, into a series of books, touching on the other shards that aren't that we don't see. So, I mean, it, it was an easy answer, but it was a hard answer. It's a hard question mm-hmm. to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, you go. See, it's a hard answer for me as well, because there are some crossover events that I really enjoyed like Inferno back in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was interesting to see how, you know, you would follow one group's adventures during, you know, the demon-infested New York, and then you'd see this other team's adventures in it. But I think the multi-title crossover event where you have to read, like, you know, half a dozen different titles just to get the storylines, kind of like, Yo, this story is in X Men two twenty three and will be continued in X Factor eight one nine or and just jumping across um, that gets old quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would guess I would have to say in general standalones, yeah. but uh, occasional crossovers just don't overdo them. Uh, I was I have to say that I I agree with Eric because uh, but I would say this. 
my preference would be standalone provided that it is like a giant issue or like some type of extended format because uh, I would want to I, I kind of would want that particular story to be big enough and engaging enough that I'm going to want a longer I want more time with it. Mm. But not in this, not not to the point that I'm gonna have to go multiple issues. That being said, there are there have been some uh, event I guess because I'll call them events now that I enjoyed. But I you know I don't necessarily need that thing need that type of format you know every year. Sort of like uh, with uh, Shadowland. Like I enjoyed Shadowland, you know, and you kind of got to hunt through or or if you have Marvel Unlimited, it collates it together for you, including all the all the offshoot books in order. So there's that. But generally for me, uh, it would be a standalone. You know, like I said, as long as I'm if I'm getting an extended format for that, you know. Uh, that's why I'm good with it. So, mm-hmm. they all great answers. That was a great question. That was yeah. an awesome question. Mm. Carrie, you might have a future in this. <laughs> Seriously, I, I never even thought. I never even thought about that myself. Actually, I no, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. So we got. I got. I got multiple books. I gotta go through for this. Okay, kind of like extension agenda. Except yeah. that 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 bounced between that was what Wolverine, X Factor, and X Men, yeah, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. So that wasn't terrible. That was just three books. You know, it wasn't like when they decided to you know X Men and Spider Man and Fantastic Four and Captain America, and then oh, then the whole you know book itself for the event. But then you got to go back through the offshoots for a couple of months. Yeah. Then you would have events like. Um, the Infinity Gauntlet, where you would have it, it would have its own title. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, I remember this one Hulk issue where Thanos had shrunk him down to basically like the size of of Smurf, hmm. and just cast him away. He wounds up in a sewer, and he, he has like an adventure with the Abomination. And then the the at the at the very end of the issue, he you know hops through a portal, and boom, he's back in the Infinity Gauntlet series yeah i mean i don't mind that but that still kind of it, it's it's a standalone but it's not a standalone yeah yeah actually that's kind of like your novels yeah so final question yes guys it is at that time where can people find you online uh well i'll i'll hop in i'm uh most of the time i'm on twitter when i'm avoiding writing and so on twitter i'm carhar c-a-r-r-h-a-r-r and you can also learn about my books at carryharrisbooks.com. And, and gentlemen, I've got to say, she found us, and I think I beat her to the punch asking her to come on the show. Yep. <laughs> I was looking for a new podcast to listen to. Well, I, and you, you found us. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're glad that you did. Yes. We can be Susan, Susan Lucci's together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, on that note, Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No, just time to go dark. 